Hello, Smokeheads. My name's Jed Shepherd. And I'm Daniela Phillips. And this is Smokeheads, the Red Dwarf podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, this time around, we are doing one of the one of the, the best loved episodes, um, and it's called Quig. Um, and no doubt, this will probably be the, the, one of the most downloaded ones because. People like to, to pick and choose which ones they download, I've noticed, on, on iTunes. And this will probably be up there, Daniela. So are you ready? Are you I'm ready. Yeah. Yep. Daniela's a little bit sick, though. I am. She's been... Um, you've got a problem with your throat. What happened to your throat? <laughs> no, nothing happened. But okay. I've got a throat infection. And I'm on some antibiotics at the moment, but I've powered on through today. Okay. And what have you been up to in the last week since we've... Um, well, main, mainly bed rest, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've been staying in bed, catching up on Netflix. The guys on the reddwolf.co.uk uh, forum are going to be quite excited about that. And I want to um, talk about that a little bit later, about the oh, stuff really? that they've done to, okay. um, to to kind of help you recover, I, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what have I been doing? Um, I guess this goes out on Friday. So yesterday I did the intro to my film at the London Film Festival. Oh. Awesome. Presumably that went well. I, I <laughs> Hopefully. think it did, yeah. Yeah, so that's um, Absence, a short horror film. Um, yeah, I don't know the details of it. I, w- I was there because it was yesterday. But um, which, yeah. which film? Is, is it shown before a film? or? I, I don't know. You'd think I'd know, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, you think you would. But I just haven't been there last night. Yeah, yeah, it was yesterday, yeah. <laughs> I was blindfolded and just, uh, just taken there. But yeah, that kind of went well. Um, tomorrow, I'm releasing a tape a gold tape for a band Ooh. called Gunship. Um, by now, you've probably seen me on social networks put up a little trailer for it. Um, yeah, they're really out? cool. They're really good, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I like them. And the guys in Gunship, they are also in the band uh, Fight Star with Charlie from Busted. Ah, yeah. cool fact. Cool, yeah, great fact uh, for you 17-year-olds uh, out there. fact. <laughs> and um, yeah, they're also special effects artists who did um, the special effects for that film, The Hallow. Oh yeah, that awesome film, The Hallow. Yeah, directed Sh- by your mate, uh, Corinne Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. Shout out to Corinne if he's listening. Yeah, he's also doing the, the Crow film, apparently. Ah, uh, fingers crossed. If he does listen to this, can, can I be in The Crow? <laughs> I don't know, you'd have to ask Corinne. Can I think I should be. You'd have to get behind me, I'm his friend, I should be You can't be The Crow because you're a girl. It'd be a new twist on it. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. the, the crow crow, yeah. 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 Um, I look a bit like the crow at the moment. <laughs> yeah, honest. you do, actually. I didn't <laughs> want to say anything. Do you have twigs in your mouth? Um, and uh, t- it's a different episode than normal. It's the first time we've actually got some special guests Ooh. on. Um, so to my right, it's Tom Stab. Hello. <laughs> and to my right, but then slightly diagonal, I've got uh, Tom Dark. Hello. Um, it's exciting. Um, Tom Dark and Tom Stab. T- two Toms on one show. Two for the price of one. Is that too many Toms? Never, no never too many Toms. Never too many Toms. a package deal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so this is going to be interesting. So not only going to get words of wisdom from myself and Daniela, but you've got the two Toms ready to interject. And also apparently test us I know, things. I'm a bit worried about this. Yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, we've come prepared. Yeah, yeah I hope you're ready. <laughs> Which is kind of the opposite of what we do yeah. uh, normally for Smegheads. Yeah, we were shocked by your lack of preparation. We turned up with a dossier of notes <laughs> and yep. Jed looked terrified. I am terrified. <laughs> and in a blue folder as well. Because um, what do you, uh, how long have you guys been Red Dwarf fans? Um, I'll let you go first. Well, um, I have very vivid memories of my dad having Red Dwarf Series 2 on VHS. Nice. And I used to watch that all the time. Yep. So I don't know what year that came out on VHS. But so wow, you, you saw these there. episodes back in the days on VHS. That's yeah. probably the best way to kind of like watch it. It, it was the authentic experience, mm, definitely. It's the way I watched it. Yeah. And you, Mr. Stab, Tom Stab? Um, I was thinking about this on the way over, and I don't remember watching it or any, show, any of the shows live yep. around about this time that we're going to be talking, Series 2. Yep. I remember watching the later like series. 1989 when this yeah, came out. Yeah, so I would have been four or five. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do, one of my most vivid memories, I remember driving back, my granddad used to live in Devon, and me and my dad were driving back once, and he said, open the glove compartment. There's, some, there's a present. I've got a present this for you. This could go terribly, but it's, go it's yeah. gonna be, it sounds like the start of a horror film, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> your grandmother's in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I opened Dark. it, and he'd bought me uh, the audio book of Infinity wow. Welcomes Careful Drivers. That's a good granddad. Uh, no, no, no my, this is with my dad on the driving oh, on the way back. Dad, right, yeah, okay. yeah. So to pass the time, because I was, you know, this was. I think I looked this up, and I think it was about ninety-three. I think ninety-four. Yeah. So he, because I get quite bored in the car on the way home, course, he, yeah. he bought me an audiobook and it was Infinity Wel- Welcomes Careful Drivers. It's a good present. And watched all of that. And then off the back of that, 
I think I actually bought Last Human and read Last Human before I actually went back and started watching the TV show. Because I think it was probably around 93, that's when like season four was around. Sounds about right. And then I remember my friend Peter, who lived over the road from me, Mm -hmm. he he loved Red Dwarf, so we I used to go up to his house, and he always he had a uh, smeg up. Was Peter a geek? On, uh, oh God, yeah, he's an. He's yeah. an I think he, I think he's an animator now. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's the, the, the general kind of uh, thing about Red Dwarf. If if someone uh, like now likes Red Dwarf, you know, when they grew up, they were pretty geeky and like I mean, not not lonely or anything like that, but the, the <laughs> friends that you had, the friends that you had were friends so that were tiny violin, quite geeky. <laughs> When that Jed, it's okay. None of us are lonely. There are four of us here. Yeah, we're not judging you. <laughs> we're but sometimes we're in this together, man. But sometimes you can be alone in a crowded room. That's uh, <laughs> do not get. It's so <laughs> deep. Is this therapy? This in. podcast. For you? <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, the good thing about us being around the table, what I've noticed. You, you guys may not have noticed, but we, to collectively, are like a moving Cluedo, and I'll explain why now. What? Because so we've got Jed Shepard, Daniela Phillips, Tom Dark, Tom Stab. So it's oh. like. The shepherd got stabbed in the dark with the Phillips screwdriver. Very good. Wow. How long, how long have you been working on that? That's 24 hours. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that how you made us? No, that, that was coincidence. That, that, was, that was really lucky. Okay. So if That's anyone out there wants to make a, a game show out Only there. the level of preparation <laughs> yeah. for that went into this podcast. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually discussing Red Dwarf. I'm spent now. That's, me. That's <laughs> it. You're done for the day. No, I would like to go. I can see Jed's notes. They are extensive. I've got quite a lot of notes. Um, but uh, one more thing. So what do you guys, just so people know who you are, what kind of things, briefly, would you do, do you do every day? What, what's your job, basically? You both have similar kind of jobs. Uh, yeah, well, we, we both work at uh, record labels. I don't know. If that, that's not really a qualification for a reason <laughs> to be on this podcast, to be fair. No. But, uh, hey, I work in the railway industry. Exactly. Can That's you probably get me discount rail fares. No, it's so really oh expensive. <laughs> Daniela is working on the Crossrail project. She's like doing something special. Oh, this is no, this is what you were. You were in one of the stations the other day, weren't I you? Was, I was. I was in Canary Wharf. Yeah, <laughs> I've done my research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get get on to format and talk about this episode. Let's get straight in. The episode's called Quig, um, and like I say, it's one of. It's most people's well, up there. It's usually like voted in the top five best um, episodes ever. But we'll see when we get to the Smeghead charts if uh, that's the case. Um, so it starts off um, with Lister um, doing a Cosmo-style questionnaire. And he reveals he got mainly C's, which means he's a sexy lady. Um, and he calls himself a sex beast. Uh, Daniela, as being the, the resident girl here. As <laughs> a resident sex beast. <laughs> <laughs> do you find, do you, do you like read those women's magazines? I that don't, kind of, no, I don't. That's good because they just give you like a false image of what, of what women should be really. Yeah, pow- all power to us. I didn't think that was the question you were going to ask. <laughs> what did you I think? I thought the question you were going to ask was, Daniela, do you think Lister is a sex beast? No, no, he, no. That, that's a better question. No. That is a better question. But Daniela fancies the cat mostly, no, don't I you? No, I don't fancy any of them. For real? <laughs> no. Come on, the, okay. the cat's a very sexual being, surely. Those, those teeth. He's got some good... <laughs> those he's got, moves. He's got some good dress sense. I like his dress those sense. Those moves, the teeth. And he, has full he got package. a tail? Actually, full package. Has he got a tail? No. Be- you never know. He could have it kind of wrapped tail. up in his trouser leg. Like yeah. shallow how. Yeah. So he could be, it could be like stuffed into his underwear, like... like Bieber-esque when he when he releases it. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see <laughs> the topical, photo. Very topical. Did, did you yeah. Did you guys see Justin Bieber's no, penis? I, di- I didn't, I didn't look. I oh. saw the black mark that they put over it on all the. <laughs> no, no, pictures. no, that was his penis. Oh, okay, right, was, okay. It, it was kind of warped. So. <laughs> no wonder people were kind of like going, "Oh, have you seen the pictures? Oh, that's what it looks like." You couldn't get away from it. It was, it was on like it's that big. It. it was normal. It was it normal. Follows you everywhere. <laughs> see, because this way, no one could really. It wasn't like strangely big. It wasn't strangely small. It Is this really normal. how we're taking the direction of this? this podcast? Is, yeah. <laughs> have we got off on a tangent quite already? Early. At least it's not our fault. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty quick. Okay, let's get back on. Um, um, so, and Kat's listening to um, something on headphones on his Walkman, um, and it's an audio book of Tessa the Durbervilles. It's the kind of thing that you would do, right, Daniela? You, listen, you kind uh, of read a lot of I read classics. a lot. I don't, I don't like audio books. I like to have like a paper copy in my hand. I'm old school. Okay. Well, um, a little bit earlier on, while we were waiting for the Toms to turn up, um, <laughs> Daniela's like, I was p- putting on some, something cool on TV, put some music on, and she's like, is it all right, Jen, if I read a book? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, my company uh, is obviously great. <laughs> Sorry, Jed. She's like, oh. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, there's something wrong with the audiobook. It's stuttering and uh, it's kind of um, stuttering into a kind of a nice dance tune. And Lipstick is grooving down along with cats and uh, they're enjoying themselves. Um, and um, I think that was a, a pretty interesting scene. Did, it didn't lead anywhere, did it? I no, thought it was going to lead but somewhere. I liked it. Rim, Rimmer was playing, is it drafts with, the scu- with a scutter? Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, it's checkers. Is it checkers? Yeah. Oh, is drafts and checkers the same thing? I have no knowledge in that area <laughs> whatsoever. It might be an Americanized version of it. Um, I think it is, actually. Um, and yes, yeah, so Alyssa's playing checkers with... I know, so Rimmer's playing checkers with a scutter. And Rimmer's been an absolute smeghead, as usual. And um, the way he's playing is he knows he's going to lose. So he is waiting until the time elapses where the scutter goes back on shift. Yeah. Right sneaky yeah, smeghead no. move. I, d- I don't approve of Classic Rimmer. Yeah. Cl- classic Daniela, because as you can see, Dan- <laughs> Daniela is dressed like, like Rimmer. And as usual, I'm dressed like Lister. Um that that is actually true for any listener. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll post a bit. We'll, we'll take a picture of all of us later. There's no curry I'll stain do down the front of it, though. No, I always wash it. I should really not wash it. Yeah. Just like oh, really authentic. Smudge. Please don't, Jed. Yeah. Please wash it. Yeah, but <laughs> that, that never gets washed, though. But you only you wear it while you're here. Yeah, no, it's enforced. As soon as I come <laughs> through the door, Jed says, "Put that shirt on." Put that on How guys. did you come across that? I found Garmin? some guy on eBay who his girlfriend wanted rid of it. Basically, um, <laughs> I reckon he made her wear it, Isn't and that's that why selling oh, something no. on eBay. I'm not wearing clothes <laughs> yeah. that were used in some sexual practice, am I? I think so. Oh. Yes, I, I think so, Daniela. It, did, it doesn't smell washed either. Oh, thanks, Jess. So, but it's only stained on the inside. So oh, I great, think it's fine. great. Um, so uh, yeah, so Holly appears and he tells them that um, he's forgot something. He was going to tell them something, but it's kind of slipped his mind. Um, were you going to say something, Daniela? No, no, just nodding, nodding yep. away. And then he remembers what he's forgot to tell them is a meteor was about to hit, but it's too late. The, me- the meteor hits um, and shakes the ship and kind of does some damage. And they berate him for being useless because he's meant to have an IQ of 6,000, but it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, they say it's as much use as a condom machine in the Vatican. Wow. Wow. Um, the ultimate diss. It's the ultimate diss, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. Um, and they go searching the ship for, for damage. And they're obviously all very uh, peed off at Holly for this mistake. And they realise it must be uh, where the hologram simulation suite is. As, as there's something glitchy happening with Rimmer. His, his uh, bottom half of his torso is running away with himself. And um, yeah, and again, they blame Holly for, for this mistake. Some excellent special effects in that scene. <laughs> yeah. <I think> <laughs> Especially when he tries to join them back up again. And it's just basically him just wiggling his... It's bum. Yeah, the special effects do kind of date this episode quite a lot. Well, well then actually, I just looked. Um, so we're talking about when these initially aired. It was 1988. Yeah. So this was the peak of special effects in wow, 1988. Wow, that's bad. Though, like Star Trek The Next Generation, that kind of started in 87 or 88. So I thought that was later. No, it's late 80s. Blimey. Yeah. Well, they, ha- they probably had a they slightly had bigger budget. Yeah, <laughs> they probably had all, all the money <laughs> in the world, so. really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd love uh, to know what one of these episodes costs to make. What, one of these podcast episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Not very much. Yeah, the cost of a pizza. Well, actually, we're, we've been offered by these two different companies to, to sell out and put adverts in and stuff, and we, we've, uh, we've, we've said no so far. We've resisted. Yeah. Well, they are record labels that we work for. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just um, it's the company that do things like No, um, no Such Thing as a Fish and some other ones. Um, Does it rhyme with Spare Squace? No, no, no. It's, it's a because they sponsor like, every other yeah, podcast. You be it, that's a badge of <laughs> that's a badge of honor if you get that. Not yet. If they weirdly the um, the the podcast uh, website is on Squarespace, <laughs> so it should really be sponsored by them. If you're listening, I guys. Guess. But but mate, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll see. But I, I don't really want it. No. I don't want us to advertise the podcast. No. Yeah. Um, okay, so they yeah, so they figure out it's a hologram, hologram simulation suite, um, and uh, they go check it out. And while they while they go there, the machine is still glitching, and it gives a uh, rim of the opportunity to do some impressions. Oh, these impressions are great. Yeah, I, I love, love this them. bit. I love but this. But I, I still stand by my statement that. Rimmer can't do Scouse accents. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I, I think that's what makes it funny, though. Yeah, <laughs> because he does the audiobooks as well, and he, he can't get Rimmer right on it. But his impression of Holly is just Rimmer a bit bunged up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but his impression of cats. I mean, oh, anyone yeah, can do that. Yes, right. he nailed that one. 
<laughs> that's just an actual yeah, that's cat. Yeah, that's Dean. Just make a cat <laughs> noise purring. and you're doing an <laughs> I think that's pretty perfect. Um, and then um, we see um, them kind of like fix that glitch momentarily. Um, and uh, Holly gives Lister uh, the instructions on how to, to fix this massive electrical problem that's going on. But he gives them the wrong instructions. And um, Lister essentially puts two things together and explodes. And uh, the kind of room goes up in fire. I have a fact. Go about for it. That this is perfect. Go for it. Do you know he did all his own stunts? I, I so did. He's doing, yeah. doing all his own stunts, which is quite impressive because he, you he know, flew across the room. He didn't did. He? Yeah. And do you, do you it, know how he managed to fly across the room? Uh, yes, I do remember. Go for it. Uh, trampoline. Yeah, correct. Yes. It, I, I kind of thought so. <laughs> yeah. It did kind of look like a trampoline. Then he didn't wasn't actually. actually let yeah. him. <laughs> he did fly. It was quite an impressive kind of arc, wasn't it? Good for him. He yeah. could have been a right diva and got someone else to do that. He's not coming out of his trailer yeah. to do his stunts. Not, not Lister. Not Craig Charles. No. I mean, Red Dwarf no. is quite shoddy when it comes to like special effects <laughs> in, in his early shoddy. issues. Actually, to be honest, they probably couldn't have afforded a stuntman. <laughs> that is <laughs> so true. Like, you that have to do this, true. otherwise the scene doesn't get filmed. <laughs> More likely. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so again, it further shows that Holly isn't that great because um, he got it wrong. Um, so, of course, they berate Holly um, for, for his mistakes. And that is when someone turns up and that someone is Quig 500. <gasps> he's a total badass. He's a bad. Are you just why? Is, why do you think he's a badass? He's just he's just really scary and like tough and mean and. Ah. Yep. So it's basically a black man appears, a, a, a face floating on screen like like Holly is. And he is a backup computer um, if. That gets um, turned on when the primary computer contravenes Article 5, which is gross negligence leading to harm to the ship's personnel. So that's, it's not actually, like, if you're in the position of Rimmer and Lister and the cat, yeah. you'd be probably thinking, well, how old is Holly at this point? He's Holly? Well, he's, he's been going for over three, three million, million years. years. Yeah. So if you think about like most, for an upgrade. <laughs> most, True. most of my sort of uh, tech equipment gets a bit knackered after <laughs> two, three years, three million years. But do you think it's because he's got quite a lot of artificial intelligence? So he could be continually upgrading himself, so um, like regenerating. The, like the Apple updates that you get. Yeah. But where's yeah. he downloading it from? Space. He's probably he can create <laughs> it. He, if he had originally an IQ of six thousand, he could be writing these programs to kind of, and he's obviously experiencing all these things floating around by himself in space, interacting with with, with God knows what. We we don't know half the things that Holly's kind of interacted in those three million years. They never ask him what happened in that three million years, do yeah. they? No. He could have. He could have. That'd been be my first her. question. Yeah. What have you been doing? It's weird because in, <laughs> in the book they don't mention it either. Very strange. Um, yeah, there's a whole other story going on there. But I know in the book, there's, there is part where he gets out the, the talkie toaster and he has kind of a... Because he's lonely. Yeah. So he talks Aww. to the talkie toaster, um, which is kind of cool. He is. He does have a sort of air of sadness about him, doesn't he, Norman? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. just Norman Lovett. Yeah. I mean, when... when, when uh, Danielle, I don't know if you remember this, but there's another Holly that takes over in the next yes, series. Yes, I do. And we get a Hattie peek Harrod. of her in the next episode. Um, and yeah, and she's a little bit more upbeat. I mean, she's still kind of deadpan, but she's a, I think she's a little bit more upbeat than Norman Lovett. Um, and the thing about Norman Lovett, it, the reason why he didn't come back with the future series is because he thought he was like the, the kind of the breakout star of the show. Really? Yeah. yeah. They offered him, um, well, he, he had his own series called I Love It. Did you ever watch that, no. guys? I think they started with a name and worked backwards with that yeah. one, didn't they? <laughs> Look at it on I YouTube. Don't, don't it is a strong name, that, to be fair. Well, it was on at about 1am on like Tuesday night. So. Did you watch it? Do you remember it? Yeah, um, because it was Norman Lovett. So it was basically you watch it, you yeah. Norman yeah. Lovett talking to camera like Ferris Bueller. And it was just about him just doing pottering around his, his flat. But they kind of wouldn't watch that. Is this going to yeah. be the next podcast? <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> I think so. That you haven't, heard, you haven't heard the terrible. twist. There's a twist. His dog can talk. <laughs> Sold. Yeah, I am yeah. on board. I will buy three seasons. <laughs> he has a talking dog. I can't remember if he voiced the dog as well, but but then like I remember watching and thinking, is this in his imagination or is, can his dog really talk? And it was around the same time as Woof as well, which is oh yes, one of the best dog-related yeah. uh, transformation programs. <laughs> <laughs> one of um, them. In the night, there's, there's been a few. Um, <laughs> so yes, the Quick Five Hundred turns up, um, and uh, yeah, so this gross negligence. You'd think it would have kicked in. A little bit earlier on, like first of all, when when the crew all died, <laughs> that's kind of that's a good point. Holly could have done something. I mean, in pretty much every episode, Holly does something to make you think he shouldn't really be the ship's computer. 
But here, here, we, here we are with the new uh, backup computer appearing. Yeah, and, he, and like Daniela says, he does look kind of mean. He he plays it brilliantly. He it's, is, he's like, not he an is, he, uh, No. He, oh, this is one of the many facts, oh, which wow, I'm sure okay, yeah. <laughs> that anyone who just looks at Wikipedia would be able to find out, which is the sum of our research pretty much. Because so. he's, he's basically a dance teacher. That, yeah. that, that's, mm. that's what he is. We can talk about him in, in more in a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, so um, he questions the fact um, that Holly's IQ isn't six thousand. Um, in fact, it has a six in it. It has a six. Nick, Daniel, can you remember what it was? No. It's six. <laughs> <laughs> you should have at least had a guess there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he claims that Holly's IQ is six, therefore unfit to actually uh, do anything. Really? Yeah. To even to uh, anything. Um, so, uh, and Creek also confirms and reveals the fact that Holly gets all of his information from the uh, Junior Colour Encyclopedia of Space. Which I think leads on to possibly, well, one of the best gags in the, in the episode a bit later on. A bit later on, on with the callback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, and yeah, so, um, but just, for, I mean, as long as you can refer to, it's not getting it wrong. If it's referred to Encyclopedia, then you know it's right. Good Cause, point. Because computers, what they do, they're not thinking. They're, they're, they're getting information from somewhere else. Yeah. If you type something to Google, Google, Mr. Google isn't there thinking of it. It's coming from a database. Yeah. So that's what he's doing. Mr. Google. Mr. Google, yeah. <laughs> the guy who started Google. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so um, obviously the, the crew were kind of confused by this and uh Craig also reveals that they've been going around in circles for for months as well imagine how you'd feel if you were lister and you found that out you'd just be devastated when you no wonder he's you angry would. but the thing is that what like they were three million years away from earth to start with yeah it, it was not like back anytime soon. 18 months makes What's the no rush? difference yeah. does it yeah. i mean uh, hope hope that's exactly. the thing he is crushed hope which is probably the only thing that lister's got left but they could have just gone into stasis right again and then it's a very good point why didn't, why they, didn't do they, they do that they must have well, they, they must were explain going that. to do that very boring tv show yeah <laughs> <laughs> 10 years of them in stasis it's like a webcam just on, on the stasis booth <laughs> of them sleeping yeah. yeah but like um in, in one of the episodes in season one they, they were going to go into stasis do you remember i can't remember why they didn't go into stasis. is it because um rima wouldn't have been able to go into well rima said that what are you going to do like turn me off or yeah, he'll be lonely or whatever yes. but i mean that isn't enough to kind of to uh, kind of give up your life and also life. lister doesn't like rima so exactly. he would just do that well, anyway this is this is the you're big like, sod yeah, you mate off, you're off this is the big conceit of red dwarf i think because i think they actually really love each other yeah yes. they bonded yeah. i think they grow to love each yeah. other definitely in season two you, you definitely kind of see it. and you see it a lot in season three as well when there's more uh, lister rima episodes where it's just them two it's in kind of like they're, they're friends that love to hate each other aren't they that's yeah. really what it is exactly we all know if someone he, like that if he yeah. really hated okay. um Rimmer, he wouldn't have given him his memories of his relationship, that, would he? That was one of the most touching things ever, yeah. given him um, eight months of his life in, in exactly. thanks for the memory. Um, and yeah, and if you don't follow Sabra Williams on Twitter, um, who plays <laughs> Lisa Yates in that episode, you should do. She's really cool. So, um, Quig tells uh, Holly that he is now the Night Watchman. Um, so he's been demoted to kind of a Kind of a menial task, but to be honest, that's quite a dust. I'd love to be a night watchman. It's going around, especially Red Dwarf. You know, it's empty. No one's. You're three million years in the space. There's nothing. It's a bit boring. No, oh, I don't know. You've got this junior colour encyclopedia of space with you. You saw it. Is that all you need? That's all you need. The and cold, lonely. And night. I guess Holly, he's probably got the scutters to hang out with. That is true. And also, cats are quite nocturnal as well, aren't they? So <laughs> that is true. Cats going to yeah. be knocking around. Yeah. See, like, I always, I always, um, this is quite a good place to say this. I always wondered why we don't see the other areas of Red Dwarf. Because budget. It is the budget. <laughs> that's, the real, that's the real reason. But yeah. then, like, do you remember, Daniel, like I said on another, another podcast, that why didn't the, the cat evolution, why, why didn't they yeah. discover the other rooms? But, like, so, someone on the Red Dwarf forum told me it was because it, the, the, the hold was locked. It, oh, it was locked. Okay. They were locked in the hold. It says it in like in in Holly's intro. Uh, cats, uh, the cat civilization was locked in the hold, so they couldn't get into the main bit of Red Dwarf with all oh. the bits and bobs. Okay, that makes but sense. actually, they, they they managed to build two spaceships, two arcs, and so I, where did they get those? I feel like you can only from? go so far when you start questioning <laughs> yeah. the technical accuracy of these things. <laughs> That's yeah. true. But there is a Red Dwarf encyclopedia that you can get. Wow. Yeah, we're going to have the guy that wrote that um, on the on the podcast well, at some my, point. It's my birthday three weeks today, guys. <laughs> 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 my fans on the uh, Red Dwarf forum. Do you think this is a good time to to re- to reveal the um, 
Uh, well, well, basically, a, a few podcasts ago, I mentioned uh, <laughs> that what Daniela needs the most uh, to cheer her up, and she's sick at the moment, yeah. is for someone to write her um, a poem. Oh, and wow. of course, uh, the, the Daniela Super fans on the Red Dwarf uh, forums uh, were into fans. that. So, but, but do you remember we said we said a limerick? Yes, was the limerick? Yeah. So let me. So someone someone's written me a lyric. Limerick. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. it's only because limericks are pretty short. Okay. But um, I'll read it out to you now. Okay. So you said you weren't really a big fan of, of poetry. No, Is that right? but I'm a big fan of poetry that's about me. <laughs> <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't read it yet. Maybe. Okay, so this is from Harry. Wow. Oh, thanks, Harry. <laughs> and it's, it's quite short, but okay. it, is, it is very okay. sweet. Okay. So here we go. So imagine, like, I'll put some, like, romantic music behind this. Okay. And you let me know your honest opinion, okay. what you think of Harry's okay. poem. I'm listening. And um, so Harry, Harry listen to this right now with his earphones on. He could be on a bus. He could be anywhere. And he's thinking, oh, God, I really hope she likes this. This is my moment. This, this is his moment. So this is for you, Harry. I'll try to read it how in the voice I think. <laughs> I was going to emulate your voice, but I don't know your voice. Okay, here we go. So Daniela. There's no title, so it's just it's called Daniela. Daniela. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's called Limerick for Daniela. Okay. Um, so Red Dwarf is red. Blue Midget is blue. <laughs> your voice is sexy. My words be true. Aww. That's it. Aww. Harry, you little charmer. Harry. I know. Thanks for that. I can she confirm that Daniela's blushing. Daniela's made my day. <laughs> she has gone redder. She's smiling. I've never seen red dwarf. <laughs> She's gone redder than Jed's London Jet Station. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I've seen you smile, Daniela. Yeah, I think it is probably the first time I have smiled. <laughs> so thanks very much, Harry. If anyone else out there on the Red Dwarf uh, forum wants to uh, write Daniela something, or maybe you know me, then uh, you can go um, ahead. <coughs> or the two Toms, Tom <coughs> Stab and Tom Dark. Yeah. Thank you. You could easily write something with with your surnames. Stab in the dark. Stab in the dark. Yeah. We've all got good surnames. Your, I mean, your surname is like a screwdriver. <laughs> but like, you know, uh, Phillips is an awesome surname. But like, dark and stab. But they're the only two darks and stabs that I, I, I know. To confirm, they're not stage names. Real names. Real, Real names. names. These, these are not like podcast made. No. Yeah. No. Tom Dark and Tom Stab. That's, that's brilliant names. If they should be magicians. My parents wanted to change our surname. Really? Yeah. What they wanted to change. They wanted, Why to, change, they they wanted to dark. I don't. Know. <laughs> no, I don't know what they. To they, GBH. My, they didn't like it. I don't think. Or well, my mum didn't like it. They wanted to change it to Star. S T A R R. That would have been great mm. as like well. Like Ringo Star, Freddy Star. Mm. That would have been. It's great. checkered. Stick Tom Star. Tom Star. Thomas Star. Mm. Kind of guy that gets things done. I think it, it gives unrealistic expectations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now, like, you just have to be a serial killer. That's yeah. the. Uh, <laughs> you'll live up to your name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Dark, that's, I've never heard anyone who has a name called Dark before. They're all going to come, all the Darks are going to come out of the woodwork <laughs> on the Red Dwarf Forum. I'm Tim Dark, yeah. Gary Dark. There, there, I, do, I do believe there are, I think there are five other Tom Darks in the UK. Wow. But then that, that was, that was wow. from, that's something I learned a few years ago, so there might be more now. I don't know. If, it, it could if, be like, if you're also called Tom Dark, please. This could be the start of <laughs> Dave Gorman. Me, yeah. me, oh, what was yeah. the what was, what was it called? Meet Dave Gorman. I think it was something like that. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. collected I, all I the. I don't want to meet anyone. Like oh God, no. No, no, no. I know there's one, and there's another Jed Shepherd in the world, and I think he's in like Canada, because I get his emails sometimes. Yeah, I, <laughs> I get. Twi- there's a there's a Tom Dark I think in America who's an author, and I get tweets for him sometimes. Wow. And they're always quite angry tweets. <laughs> I, I think you're rubbish. It'd be funny if the other Tom Dark was like a real racist. <laughs> and, and, and you're getting all these tweets. Oh, we going off on a tangent. Yeah. The, only, the only other Tom Stab that I know of is in New York, and he's in a New York hardcore band wow. as the singer, which is quite cool. Which is quite cool. Oh, actually, didn't you find there was a Tom Dark on Spotify? Tom Dark on Spotify. That had I don't like no that. plays. You said you sent me. You sent me a link to it. <laughs> do you guys just spend all day googling your own names? <laughs> yeah. Do, no, no, do you, he, do you he not? Said that no. To me, just for um. <laughs> let's move on, shall we? Let's, let's move on. <laughs> yes. My parents Sorry, were going to call me. We're going to call me Lorenzo. Which it. That's, that's an amazing. This is an Italian name. Lorenzo yeah. Shepherd. Kind of cool. I think it would have been a lot cooler if that was my name. I think if he had Lorenzo as a middle name, that would be Jed Lorenzo Lorenzo Shepherd. Yeah. So that's got quite a good but ring to it. Jed is is just cowboys and dogs. Called Jed, Cheers, uh, cowboys and yeah, like dogs. yeah, I called Jed. Okay, and <laughs> <laughs> Jed Maxwell. And really, like shepherds, shepherds' dogs are called call, call Jed quite a lot. Um, okay, so back to the episode. So um, <laughs> it's all right. I, I can edit stuff out if it's too long. Edit all of us out, please. Yeah. <laughs> so um, 
Yeah, so well, we see this new regime um, of Quig, the new computer on Red Wolf, Quig 500. And Rimmer tells Lester that how much he's enjoying the, the new regime because things are working. The scutters are actually working hard. They're actually doing their chores. Um, and he doesn't feel sorry for Holly at all. Um, and uh, yeah, that's when we get the great story about uh, the shoe story. That, um, <laughs> which is really it's kind of they used to do it in the in the first two seasons where kind of Lister goes on a, on a, a long massive story maybe to fill up time then it ends with a really bad joke so the, the, sh the whole shoe story ends with turns out shoes have souls which um which is uh, almost a cracker joke it is it's a cracker it's, it's a, a long joke and I thought yeah. Lister was better than that no, I mean, I did laugh. I, I did yeah, laugh. I think it was good because it, he kind of he brought you into it emotionally. You're invested at in the end of that yeah. story, and I, then bam! It's a I think the real it, yeah. He does the equivalent of a mic drop and says it as he walks out the room <laughs> yeah, as well, which does. I think makes it funnier. <laughs> That's the first instance of a of a mic yeah. drop on on TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so the alarm goes off, um, and it's six a.m. and Rimmer um, asks for it to um, Holly to well Quig to tell him uh, to set the alarm. Um, yeah, good point. My battery's going to run out. And uh, the, uh, what we see is uh, Rimmer waking up and saying, no, no, I've got a deal with uh, Holly that um, I set the alarm for six and you actually wake me up at 10 o'clock with breakfast. And Quig's like, no, it's in the rules. You have to wake up and do your exercises. Um, and uh, regulation 500 jerks. I know, I don't know. I, I'm not the biggest exerciser. The, the two Toms are right into their exercise. What, what are, we do a bit of running. Are you sure about that? <laughs> what, 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 what are jerks? Well, I he does star jumps, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I don't... I was setting you up for saying, like, like you... Can, <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we re record that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Quig forces Rimmer to do exercises, uh, the regulation of 500 jerks and uh, a three-mile run. Um, and because that's what the company, apparently, what the company tells each of the members of staff to do. They have to do that every day? Apparently. It's quite Japanese, isn't it? They it's like a very Japanese way of yeah. doing things. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Well, like organised exercise for all yeah. employees. In the mornings, yeah, right. because it helps with motivation and energy and stuff. But they'd just be running around the ship, so it's going to be... It's a five-mile ship. They're just going to be running into each other. That's and true, How yeah. many employees are on Red Dwarf? Well, in the first two seasons, it's 169, and then they retcon it to 1,169. They must... They I, I remember noticing that in an early episode, thinking... Considering how big the ship is supposed to be, that yeah. is not enough no, people. No. Exactly. But the thing is, this is one thing. Like, do you need all that stuff? Because they seem to just, just three smegheads and a computer seem to be running the ship quite fine right now. Do you need and the yeah. scutters? Don't forget and the scutters. And the scutters, yeah. They're not doing any missions. No, but every episode they do encounter some strange things. So, yeah. um, okay, so um, Rimmer is. Uh, told to do these and he doesn't want to but Quig has the power to control all holograms aboard so Quig controls his body and makes him do that three mile run but halfway through it he um he faints um and so uh, Chris Barry does some quite good body uh, acting mm, he does how did you, how, and he runs like with his eyes closed and he's kind of head le leaned back I've tried to do that have you I, really I, I have done that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just not not passed out but just run and just think oh I'm just going to close my eyes for 20 seconds as if see I what happens, see what yeah. happens. <laughs> straight into a tree straight into a tree um, but I, I was actually when I rewatched this episode I thought that would be that's, like I do a little bit of running and yeah. I don't I, I always and I don't always like it so I think it would be great if you could just pass out and carry on running so and you'd, actually you'd wake yeah. up and you've done yeah. your exercise has he passed out or has he fallen asleep he's he says he's going to faint yeah. oh, okay. he says he's going to faint he does a lot of exercise as well I'm, I'm the one who does the least exercise I played f the first football match for a few months um, last week and I nearly died <laughs> it was just like an hour oh, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah I think it's, it's pretty cruel it's a quite cruel thing and it kind of sets up the fact that this regime's a lot different than Holly's regime. Um, it's a lot harsher, and he actually mm. sticks to the rules. And though Rimmer is one for sticking to rules, when they actually confronts him with it, um, he's, he's none too happy. Um, and uh, what we have is uh, also Rimmer um, has to do the astro navigation exam as part of his job. He has to kind of in, enrich his role. So he's also forced to do that, um, astro navigation revision. A bit like he did in, in Me Squared, but instead of another version of himself, it's actually Quig that's making him do it. Cat um, complains he can't get food out of the machines because usually Holly gives him free reign of the ship, but Quig uh, is sticking to the rules again, and you can only have enough food for one registered member, which is Lister. He's the only person alive, so... 
I have a question. Go for it. So the way that Queeg is behaving, is that the way that Holly is supposed to behave? Yes. And I so, think so. So why didn't... Uh, are we to assume that Holly started off like Queeg? Because if he started off like Holly, they so, would have yeah. just taken it out of co- taken Holly out of commission straight well, away I, for being rubbish. I would think. So we were talking about if he has the artificial intelligence and he's been alone for three million years, yeah. maybe he's just gradually developed an entirely different. Yeah. You know, in the flashbacks when we go back to when there's actually other people on the ship. Yeah. Do we ever see Holly? I don't think we do. No. I don't think we ever. S- no. Um, I mean, in, in later seasons when. N- n- spoilers again when we see some more of the old crew we also see um we also see how holly is and holly is totally different in front of our our crew of red dwarf than he is with the rest of the crew i guess it's a different relationship isn't it yeah he's very yeah. serious with everyone else besides like cat rimmer and yeah but maybe, maybe holly just knows he doesn't need to be official yeah. because there's no point well actually the next episode is the last time we see um norman love it for so ten years, yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> We've been a lot different. If they, if they was, oh wow! I just thought of something. Okay, so Norman Lovett is on Red Dwarf with a talking cat, and then in his next show, he's on a show with a talking dog. Wow. Oh my god! Through the looking glass here, people. Oh my god! Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we need to do an I Love It podcast. <laughs> we not, don't. I'm not sure about that one, Jay. You can do that one yeah, on your own, Jay. Who's a talking dog to, to speak to? Um, so, um, along with um, uh, Rimmer doing his astronavigation exam, he also gives uh, the, the rest of the crew work to do. So, Cat, for the first time in his life, has to get down on his knees and uh, work. Um, and so is Lister. And if they don't, then they're not going to get any food. Um, so, um, yeah. So they're scrubbing the floors and they're, they're taking their time because they know if it's wrong, then Quig's going to berate them. Um, and while they're scrubbing the floors, we see Holly patrolling the corridors on his like monitor floating along. Um, and they miss him. They, they realise that, that this regime isn't great compared to um, how it used to be. Um, cat, cat gives in it. If affectionately uh, wipes his screen. Is that? Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. He goes, let me let me get that for you. Yeah, that's quite nice. And it's rare. It's rare we see Cat doing anything that isn't for himself, as he's exactly. one of the most selfish creatures there is in this show. Um, until well, the next he season, he's the cat. Exactly. He's he's playing the part. Um, and uh, yeah, so Holly has to wants to prove himself that he isn't an idiot. So um, he. Uh, tells them to ask him a question about space and, and they ask him and he does refer to uh, the Junior Encyclopedia of Space. Can I, uh, I want to ask a question Yeah, here. go for it. Is, Ollie comes into the scene and he's got a flat cap and a scarf on. Yeah. yeah. How many How many other times, and I don't know the answer to this question but I want to open it out. Yeah. How many other times do we see Holly with clothes on? With any kind of clothing? Next episode, that's one. He What's he wearing in Parallel he Universe? Very, oh. wig, very he? briefly, he he wears um, during the, the the music bit at the start. He's wearing something. He wears a wig. And he's wearing a hat. There must be some point he puts sunglasses on I as well. Seen he wear a wig. Oh no! Yeah, he, yeah, he wears a wig in one episode. He wears. I think he wears sunglasses and something as well. So why has he got that on? <laughs> Because he's a night watchman he's a now. Yeah, he's like a stereotypical. <laughs> but he, looks, but he, he just looks like a, like a Yorkshireman going to the pub. <laughs> like he's yeah. got a flat cap and a scarf on. Well, it's weird because I think they were they were trying to kind of evoke, like pity. Yeah, pity, and also like a vision of like almost like a cowboy because there's like cowboy music playing or something. Cowboy. Oh, is That's it cowboy music <laughs> or what? What song is it playing? Thirty notes, Tom. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I have this somewhere. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, so um, he, he kind of wants to prove himself that oh, it's not here useless. Here you go. Oh, yeah, he, go for he it. He sings Goodbye to Love. Oh, yeah. Um, goodbye oh, actually, to actually, Love. Oh, actually, actually, that one do. Um, yeah. He, he, I think he sings twice. Okay, right. So well, he sings on the, the very last bit of the end. High Noon. Oh, that's right. So that's the cowboy scene. The showdown. Oh, that's later on. How does that go again? Remind me. It's just like some... It's not like... It's something like... It's wow, like a wow, wow. But it's not yeah, that. It's, it's, it's like another version like of that. Da, 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 da. No, it's not that. Is it? <laughs> That's like Ski Sunday. I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna And yeah, he he sings a. He it's sings when later. he gets a raise that he sings a song before then. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So um, because he's proved himself, um, he's quite happy with himself, and he kind of rolls off. 
Um, but then we see the next scene um, for dinner. Lister has got a pee on toast. <laughs> I would like to say this has got to be in my top maybe I was going to say 10, maybe five scenes in Red Dwarf. I, wow. it's, I, I it's one of the good. top scenes in I TV. laugh every time what? I watch this scene. It's so good. It is amazing. Because, I mean, the, the absolute sad image of him with a pea <laughs> and toast. And then just the fact he's like, oh, it's kind of settled and like, okay, oh, he's, he's going to eat this pea. And then he gets his knife to try and eat it and it just flies off the plate. It's. I, oh. I'd love to know how many takes that took because I would laugh so much and I do laugh so much. And I wanted to, when I rewatched it again, I wanted to have a little look and see if there was any kind of. Because if you notice, Rimmer is sitting on the bunk. He's knackered. He's done his exercises. Yep. I wanted to see if there's any kind of smirk on his face. Nothing. <laughs> I don't know how he's he did a, it. Chris Barry's a professional. Yes, that is true. I'm guessing they use a frozen pee. That's the only way they could have done Otherwise, that, it right? just Yeah, to get it to smush, it off. It? Now, uh, that yeah. would take the mick, wouldn't it? Because imagine if you're Lister and you're like, I've got a pee, <laughs> and you're expecting a warm pee, <laughs> and you crunch down on a cold, frozen pee. Got a frozen pee. I, I, um, strangely enough, you didn't choose to have that for your dinner tonight, Jed, in the, the carrying on the tradition. I should have done that, Red Dwarf food, yeah. yeah. Well, well, we, oh, make, we should have brought it, shouldn't uh, we, yeah. a pee on toast? take away? Start this again. Maybe we should do like a... Because actually, later on, um, uh, years afterwards, they do a thing called Red Dwarf Night on BBC Two, and, they ha- and there's yeah. a show called uh, Can't Smeg, Won't Smeg, where, so, where, <laughs> where, it's cook- where it's a cookery show. Amazing. And um, I want us, when we do that episode, to recreate all of the foods that they. So we're going to do have. a cook-off, you, you and I. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll do that. So are you, are, you pl- are you planning on covering the Red Dwarf Night spin-offs as a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the University Challenge. University Challenge one. Yeah. Un- was it Universe Challenge? I think. Universe Challenge, yeah. I reckon we can get AC Harriet on as well. I think Isn't he, he a bit of a sex pest? Is he? Yeah, Who? I think so. Ainsley Harriet. I've heard stories. I d- no, if he's, you just say, he's if you on. Just say allegedly after that. Allegedly, fine. allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's on. He's on this season of Strictly, isn't he? So they wouldn't let oh, a sex really? pest. Oh, yeah, okay. they wouldn't let him oh. on. The BBC would never let us. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. No. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. He was Do you know something I don't? You work in tech. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. No. Have you got? Have you got Ainsley Harriet on? Yeah. No, seriously, I've I've heard stuff. Have you really? I know you've told me about this, haven't you? Do you want me to say something so outrageous no, that we have to it. cut this out? <laughs> that yeah, we yeah, have to cut yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go yeah, for yeah. it. Okay, yeah. okay. Have you got the smeg up? Oh, lovely. And then we take that and just pour that mm. on top of our chicken. Spicy. You pick up your palette knife and then work that into your meat. Give your meat a good old rub. That's it, Jack. Chicken, nice and hot. Mm. Wonderful, creamy taste. <laughs> yeah, boy. That's it. But it, it, you, you should, you should really be sitting the other way around. So, like Anna and Deck. So, you sat us here. Yeah, that's true. But that's how I just tell my. But if we let that, this be on your head. Oh, that's yeah. For this anyone sitting over there, right now, this is it's not good sense. for a podcast. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Daniela's face. She's got the best, most expressive face ever. <laughs> she is having a great time. She's having I a great time. <laughs> so, uh, pee on toast, and it goes wrong. He he loses his pee, um, and he's like, oh, "I'm going to eat it anyway because it's my pee. I've earned that. I've earned pee. that pee. I've earned that pee." <laughs> I'm gonna eat it no matter what. That's a terrible. <laughs> sc- no, wow. no, no, that's, that's better than rivers. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll take that. But the pee has gone into his into his uh, laundry, so he realised that is the. He draws the line there, um, and uh, Holly turns up and he challenges Quig to a test of IQs. Um, he wants to prove that he does have an IQ of six thousand, um, with the winner regaining control of Red Dwarf, and the loser will be erased. So the stakes are high. The stakes really are high. So uh, the game they choose is chess. One of my favourite musicals. Yeah. I know him so well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Kat says to um, uh, Holly that he's, he's worked out a pattern. And he says, every time you make a move, he makes one too. Um, did that joke fall for you? Did that hit? Um, no, not really. No. I wasn't feeling that. Yeah, because this is a weird thing because in the early seasons of Red Dwarf, that's when they had Rob Grant there. Um, and he was the comedy writer and Doug Nell is really more of a sci-fi writer. So that's why the last couple of seasons haven't been that funny. Oh, episodes. <laughs> yeah. No, not episodes. Seri- like in the last most recent seasons, they haven't had Rob Grant there. He deals more with the comedy side. He's more of a comedy writer. Um, 
So that joke should have should have hit Daniela, I think. Um, but what we have uh, now is this, this big chess off, um, and they are basically saying moves a bit like um, how Holly did in in the what's that episode where he plays uh, postal chess? Oh, that, that's in uh, Better Than Life, right? Where he plays po- postal chess. We had a big thing about his, the post. I know, I know, I can't remember. <laughs> She's not been well. <laughs> she isn't well, not but yeah. Really. But this is like a kind of like a um, a riff on uh, like that film, The Seventh Seal, uh, that Bergman film, where he he he, um, he plays death against. Actually, it happens in oh, Bill and Ted's Bogus, yeah, bogus Ted. Journey as well, <laughs> uh, where they face death. And this is like kind of a version of that where he's going to die if he doesn't win these games. So um, yeah, he plays chess and uh, he does think, think says things like horsey takes prawn and uh, prawn to King Bish three. Yeah, well, it says that a couple of times. Did you notice? You see, I, I remember um, the kind of the, the incorrect chess name pieces becoming quite common usage in school. At the time. <laughs> so we had like Horsey. an after-school chess club that we were kind of like forced to go to. Yeah, um, well, you were pretty cool in school, right? It, sound, it sounds mm, like... My, no, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but I do remember everyone would start calling them Prawn and Horsey just because <laughs> we'd all seen it on Red Dwarf, so obviously we thought it was hilarious. It was pretty funny. I've, you know, I've never been that good at chess. No, I'm not very good at it. No, I've never played it probably because yeah. I called them prawn and I've horsey. never won yeah. a game. I've I've drawn we should play three sometime. games before. I'd really like to. It's the is there a chess thing. podcast? I bet you there is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just people playing chess. Yeah. <laughs> the move I did today was. Um, but yeah, so obviously because um, Holly isn't so bright, um, he he loses. Aww. It's not great. So he is uh, due to be erased. I don't know. There was a, there was a, uh, there's a moment where you just think that's not. I don't know why Queek. I don't know how to phrase this. Queek goes double check and mate sucker like that, and that's yeah. not a very Queek thing. If he's like, he just gets a little bit sassy towards the end, doesn't he? Kind he of does. rubs it in knows. his face. And also, if he, if he's meant to be obviously a supercomputer and he knows that um, Holly supposedly has an IQ of six, yeah. Shouldn't he beat him really easily and really quickly? Yeah, this is the thing. This, this is why he's so smarmy because it's like the equivalent of like a, a MacBook challenging a, uh, like a calculator or something. It's yeah, he should just destroy him anyway. But yeah, he takes yeah. quite a lot of pleasure in the fact, and I think that's a little bit mean. But then also, Holly could be referring to like a chess book or something. He probably does have some books in that weird spacey or black thing. Where based on the twist that's about to be revealed, it was yeah. just. The tension was built up to make it. But don't you think this twist is the exact same twist that's in Me Squared? Yeah. Where mm. well, someone's of. about to be erased, and you think that, and nope, they didn't get erased. The other person's erased. Yeah. Are we um, talking about the the twist now? We can. We can. So, yeah. so what happens now is um, the Red Dwarf crew starts uh, lamenting about the fact they'll it's going to be hell without Holly, um, and they're sad, and they say. Um, things weren't so oh yeah uh, so Holly appears to say goodbye because he's about to be a raise and he says raise a glass and remember things weren't so bad when your old pal Holly was around and then Holly slowly fades away and Krieg appears in his place but just as suddenly as he appears can I ask a go quick on, question yeah. did anyone see that twist the twist coming before we get into it no no not originally no I've I don't admit. think I did either I'd like to think that I did but I, uh, to be honest I no. can't really remember you're lying to yourself <laughs> Tom Dog's like, me in the chess club knew it straight away. (laughs) 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 Me in the class in TB. We were like... (laughs) (laughs) We dedicated all of our lunchtimes to this. Um, But yeah, so just as suddenly as uh, Holly disappears, um, sorry, um, Quig appears in place of Holly, then Quig disappears again and Holly reappears, if that's not confusing enough. And Holly uh, announces... um, that it was an elaborate prank the whole time. Um, and he says, uh, it's Jape of the Decade. We are talking Jape of the Decade. Yeah, we are talking April, May, June, July and, and August, August Fool. <laughs> um, and he says, the moral of the story is appreciate what you've got because basically I'm fantastic. That's a really good moral because I, I definitely think better the devil that y- you know. Yeah. And this is one of the few times where there's actually a proper ending to a Red Dwarf yeah, episode. Because like mostly that. they just end like almost <laughs> like someone says something and you're like, right, and then it just credits. Dun, 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 yeah. dun. Wow, okay. Yeah, there's a nice kind of moral yeah. full stop. It's like a on Star Trek episode there, where. Yeah. And I think true. maybe that's why it's one of the most popular episodes. Yeah, because it, it hasn't. Well it's actually written. written with a conclusion, a beginning, a middle, and an end. 
You might um, be onto something there. I think so. <laughs> um, and um, I think this is a time when you've got something prepared for, for myself and Oh, well, Daniela, actually, right? this is going to be for Daniela okay. oh with one L, I believe. Daniela yeah, with one L. I do yeah. need to apologise. I think in a tweet I did write two L's the other day. Wow. Well. Very, very sorry. It, on the Red Dwarf forums, they do that all set, the time. Set, set my fans on you. <laughs> God. So Tom um, Dark's about to ask Daniela okay. some serious so questions. Do, what we're going to do here, we're okay. just going to... And this it, this was kind of Jed's idea that it takes... Can I be in charge of the prop, please? Okay. That this is, this is going to be... We have a, a, We have a bell. Can we have a sound effect? We oh, have a bell in the office. <laughs> and also, what music should I be playing underneath this? What musical bed? <laughs> Something <laughs> fast-paced, <laughs> building tension, all that. Okay, cool. <laughs> Ski Sunday. Right. Yep. <laughs> I was so going to say, who wants to be a millionaire? Okay. Oh, that's good, that's good. Or Countdown? All, all that. No, so, you know, 30 something, seconds. Something quizzing. I don't, so, I don't think I'm going to get any right. You're not going to You never know. You never I know. Re- I, I hope you do. Let's get quizzical. Okay. <laughs> so this is a quick fire quiz, and this <laughs> oh is basically, no. these are some things I found online. Okay. Uh, due to my extensive research to that. <laughs> extensive, is that one? Um, so this, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a recap. So we're hoping Daniela can get 10 out of 10. Wow. Nice. Okay. Can I just, when am I ringing the bell? Which I, right. I will signal when oh, okay. right. good, but good, again good. we should all know what the right answers are because oh, we've just spent half yeah. an hour talking <laughs> yes, about it and guys Daniela if you no, get it no if you get it wrong no signals um, if, if people won't see this but I have a, a smoke machine right next to Daniela's face and if she gets it wrong <laughs> true. she's going to get a blast of smoke in her face do you want to do an example blast so people can you might be help, able to hear that yeah. hiss <laughs> hear that smoke <laughs> lovely smoke uh, so. okay so ten questions uh, multiple choice. Okay. Come on, you can do, Daniela, you can do this. Do this. I can do this. You can do it. Okay, right. So, question one. Play along at home, guys. <laughs> yeah, please do. Again, you should all be able to get these right. What hit the ship causing Lister to fall out of his bunk? Was it A, a meteor, B, a planet, C, a similar ship, or D, a gulf ship? A, a meteor. That's it, Daniela. Can do this. Question two. <laughs> what was missing from Lim- Rimmer later in the episode? His hands? His arms, his legs, or his head? His legs! Yes! Yay. Yay. Two, two for two. Three. Come on, Daniel. In the hologram suite, River talked like Holly the whole time. Is that true or is that false? False. Correct. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, four. Uh, what is Holly's IQ? Uh, sorry, what, when they're joking about Holly's IQ, what, what number is his IQ? Six. Boom. <laughs> On to question five. <laughs> it's all right. Very enthusiastic bell. <laughs> uh, question five. Who tried to get food from the machines? Was it Rimmer, Cat, Holly, or Lister? Cat. Correct. I'm impressed, Daniela. You paid attention this week. What do you mean this week? <laughs> question six. What was. <laughs> what? These, are, these, are, these questions are so difficult. Uh, what was Lister's dinner for cleaning the floors? Was it half a chicken and half a cup of Vindaloo? <laughs> a teaspoon of cereal and a tablespoon of milk. <laughs> a teaspoon of relish and half a hot dog. Or a slice of toast and a single pea. A slice of toast and a single pea. <laughs> doing well, doing well. Question seven. <laughs> it's really difficult, isn't it? <laughs> when Lister and Cat were cleaning the floor, they were interrupted by Holly. Is that true or is that false? True. Correct. Well done. I notice Tom is now not hitting the bell. So <laughs> yes, he's getting bored. Sorry. Uh, sorry okay, question eight. We're, ne- we're nearly done. Uh, what is the game that Queeg insists they play? Chess. Correct. Uh, what did, question nine. Yes. What did Holly call the knights on the chessboard? Was it fish, horsey, princey, or guard? Fish. Incorrect. <laughs> and the smoke yeah, fills her face. So close. The answer is. Uh, do you want a second? Do a horsey. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you don't. I knew, I knew, I knew those two words we I used, I just couldn't remember which one. Did you say she doesn't play chess? <laughs> I do. We talked about it about yeah, three minutes ago. Um, last, last question. Where did Holly reveal the truth behind Queeg? Was it in the drive room, in the shower room, in the officers' club, or in Lister and River's quarters? Probably the hardest question. Oh, can you go through them again? Go through them again. Those options again. Was it the drive room? Was it the shower room? Was it the officers' club? Or was it Lister and Rimmer's quarters? Drive room? 
I'm oh, sorry, no. you are incorrect. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this to Jed now. Yes, they're quarters. Oh, incorrect. That's gonna be my second guess. <laughs> Eight out of ten though. That's, that's not pretty too good. Bad. That's would really you have good. taken that at the beginning of the quiz? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You would have definitely <laughs> taken yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so that ends uh, the first uh, game of uh, Test um, Daniela. Yeah. <laughs> you need a jingle for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have something? You can ask me some, some questions now. We're going to get to that later. Okay, we'll do that. Not now. Um, <laughs> we'll have too many good things yeah, in yeah. one <laughs> Okay. Your one is linked to uh, another episode. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah. So, we've basically come come to the end of the ep- episode. Before we get to the Smegheads charts, what what was your general vibe on, on this one, Daniel? What did you think? Yeah, I quite liked it. Quite liked it? I quite it. liked Interesting. it. Yeah, I like the, t- I like the twist in it. You like the twist? Yeah. What did you think of uh, Quig, the actor who played Quig? I thought, as I said, I thought he was a badass. Okay. Yeah. He was very scary and intimidating. I wouldn't like to work for him. He has um, he has kind of the ability to be both scary and authoritative, but also he's a pretty good actor for someone yeah. who was really a good. non-actor. Yeah. I oh, I was going to say one thing, though. I yeah. think... Rewatching this, I think there are some bits where it almost looks like you can see him reading the lines. Yes, I noticed but this I when think I rewatched it. You also get that with Holly. You yes. get that with Holly yeah. a lot. Yeah, you can see like. And he doesn't have much to say. So what, yeah. what's his problem? And just just rehearse. Well, we can talk about that. But also like <laughs> also like the the director isn't the director saying please don't move your eyes left and right. Yeah, I mean it's it's not in. Smoke machine's going. It's got life of its own. It's um, malfunctioned. Yeah, not not in every single time he's on camera, but there are definitely some takes yeah, where I you think up you're just that. reading the lines there. So I think that there's um there's definitely um something that can be said of the fact that Quig, uh, the guy who played Quig, he is um he was friends with Danny John Jules um before this. He was Danny John Jules' dance teacher. Um, and he's the one that got around the same time, maybe the year before, he got Danny John Jules the gig on Labyrinth. Um, that is an amazing fact. Yeah. Big fact, Jed's yeah. big did, fact. Did you know that? Though? Did he not. Saved the best till last. So, to Danny John Jewell <laughs> plays one of the fire gang in Labyrinth. Uh, the, the red kind of creatures that could take off their heads yeah, and yeah. sing, Hey now, we're the fire gang. And um, but also, Quig is one of those uh, as well. So, you've yes. got both Danny John Jewell yeah. and Quig oh, in Labyrinth. And that's why you need to listen to the whole podcast because you <laughs> yes. get the best facts at the end. But I, I was just thinking about a theory about why they're reading. Or what they appear to be reading. Okay. Has Norman? I'm just going to call him by his first name. We're yeah. on first name terms. Has Norman? This is approaching <laughs> the end. Of the, this is approaching the end of the second series. Uh-huh. Is and we know he doesn't come back. Is he losing like the enthusiasm a little bit? And he's, he's just like, just I I'm just going to. I just so. I just don't really care because anymore. Because around this time he he moved to Scotland. To uh, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yeah. 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 And We've all read the same Wikipedia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and obviously, um, what's his name? Charles, someone who plays Queeg. Yeah, I don't he's know, not I an actor, so he's kind of having to read the lines. So yeah. maybe it's a perfect storm of one actor not being bothered yeah. and one actor <laughs> allegedly because he's so good. You'd think he'd be in other things, yeah. like other sci-fi things. He'd be brilliant in Do- Doctor Who. Charles Organs. That's the one. Yeah, I, I emailed him because I wanted to like give him a call, but um, response? he doesn't like to talk about Red Dwarf. <laughs> Did he no, respond and say? Surely a career highlight. No, he's um, he's like the head of all these like boards of st- important things in America. So he's is very very well established respected. and respected in, in America. And so. he's very well respected around this table, I think. So he is. Well. He's great. Oh, embarrassed by it, do you think, then? I reckon he hasn't spoken, because I don't even, on YouTube, he's released a whole bunch of songs as well. Wouldn't you be more embarrassed about playing a fire thing in Labyrinth? Labyrinth is one of the best movies ever made. Oh, yeah, so no, no I doubt. Would be but maybe he is. Minutes. Maybe he doesn't talk about that either. We'd have to start a Labyrinth podcast to see oh, if we contact him and find out. That's the only way we can yeah. find We've started five podcasts on this it can, episode. It can be a spin-off <laughs> of the uh, my Jennifer Connolly podcast I want to start. <laughs> She's awesome. Daniela, she is there any podcasts that you want to start? Because it always seems to be Jen deciding. <laughs> I want to start a podcast about honey badgers. No. Oh, pound for pound, the most aggressive animal in the world, right? Yeah. Wow. wow. Again, you, you, can be the, you two can host right, it. Tom Dark and Daniela. More big facts. <laughs> Honey but Honey Badger yeah, sounds like such a cuddly, lovely well, name. Really tear your face off. And then yeah. he rips your face off. Yeah, like chimpanzees. Where do they live? Uh, Underground, I'm guessing. They live in um, the hot, con- hot country. Oh, do they? Like, uh, Technical term. Just, I mean, badgers <laughs> in general are, are very mean creatures and they can kill people. Yeah. But Brian May still loves them. He does, yeah. I love a Honey Badger. I love Brian May. That's a good there. note to end the podcast. <laughs> and the adoption, I saw her in a film the other day. It's pretty good. Um, okay, so uh, we. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
So we've come to the end of this podcast back week. So it's time to do the Smegheads charts. Yep. Give you a roundup of uh, uh, what we heard last time. I haven't actually updated it with the last um, episode yet, but I remember it. So at number one, we've got Thanks for the Memory. Number two, we've got Stasis Leak. Number three is Better Than Life. Number four is Confidence and Paranoia. Number five is Crichton. Okay. So where would you say, Daniela, and you guys can have input in a second, where would Quig sit in that? Mine going at my... Or was it below the five? My vote was going at number four. Okay. So it would basically push Crichton out of... Top five. Top five. So it would be... I agree with that. I mean, it feels like I'm considering you quite a lot, but yeah, you, you usually make sense when it comes to like ranking things. Well, is where do you think that would say? So again, it's uh, thanks for the memory, stasis leak, better than life, confidence and paranoia, and Crichton. I think it's it's going top two or top three because I think, like we say, okay. it's got a pr- there's a proper narrative structure which yeah, often is beginning, middle, and end. Um, Classic. And I think. Thanks for the memory is great, but it's it's quite it is quite sad. It's quite serious. It's quite sad, but I think that's why Daniela like loved it so much. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's why I liked it. It's like mm. it really develops like, the, the kind of characters. But yeah. better than life is such a classic. Isn't it? it is a classic. I'll put it in yeah. two. Okay. So Tom's saying two. I'm going Tom's three. I'm going three. Tom Stabs. It is one of my it is one of my favourites. And uh, but yeah. Okay. Cause when I'm you when say you're three as well with those. You know, episodes ahead of it. Yeah. So the average four, three, three, and two means third place. Hey, hey, average. What? Three and four. Well, three is the average between so two, three, three, and four. The average is three, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> and you do math. say that the act between you and I is three and four. Oh uh, yeah, we put, we don't really. Yeah, count. we don't count. We don't count. We are yeah, ignore us. Yeah, yeah. But I think I'm We're I'm, I'm gonna put my foot because because I usually can see to no, you. No, no, I'm putting my foot down. Well, wait. Oh, see, now I feel like we're witnessing a debate. Okay. Thing. Yeah. So you think? I think this should come in at number four. So you think confidence, confidence, and paranoia is should be fifth. And better, uh, and better than life will be three. Which one's confidence and paranoia? It's when um, the physical manifestation of the hallucination appears, and, and one is a brash Amer- American, that's his confidence, and yes. one is like a Weasley guy. Yes. Um, but we really like that for some reason. We did. I still don't know why, but that's, that's, that's so high up. I think this is better. Okay, so you think, for the sake of argument, let's have that at number four then. Okay, I want to do next time. I'm, I'm going to put my foot down. So how it stands right now, it's um, thanks for the memory at number one, number two stasis leak, number three better than life, number four Krieg, number five confidence and paranoia. What's the uh, the Red Dwarf forum saying about this? Do they agree with your list or are they? I don't know, but we we have two. Uh, I think Daniela doesn't friends. know because she hasn't gone onto the show. She's scared. <laughs> Jed forum and a team Daniela. They've started like, yeah, Yeah. threads for us and stuff. Tom and I are both wearing team Jed t-shirts. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Daniela's got enough fans already. Weirdly, like um, these guys, they they only realised that they have met before. Daniela has met um, the Toms before. um, We are that memorable. When when I screened Birdemic 2 like a couple of years ago. But yeah, but no one remembers anyone. What a night. They were too engrossed. In uh, the, what a f- film. the amazing film, yeah. <laughs> I would, I would thoroughly recommend checking out Birdemic Two if you, you haven't should. already. The IMDb comments alone it is, is, is will drive you to watch yeah, it. Is it available on Netflix? Because if not, why not? No, it is on some... Other streaming partners are available. Yeah, no, it's on like (laughs) specific streaming. It's on like horror streaming things like Chiller and things like that. No idea Actually, Chiller TV, TV, American channel. It's pretty good. Um, But yeah, so that brings us to the end. I was just going to add, if you're a fan of Red Dwarf, then obviously you're quite into your... Let's say kind of low budget special effects, <laughs> and Birdemic Two is definitely the film. Not your thing. Oh right, because <laughs> that the budget is. Do you reckon Birdemic costs more than a whole series of Red Dwarf? It, a whole series of series two of Red Dwarf. I do you reckon costs more. I, I think I, pre- I, th- I reckon each episode of Red Dwarf cost about 120 grand. You reckon that much? Yeah. No. I reckon. TV's expensive. Yeah, I suppose. I reckon if, even back in those days, because they, they were practical effects, they weren't CGI, so they had to make the models and stuff. I mean, probably now there's probably maybe 200 grand an episode. Um, 
but you don't have to go into the financials of Birdemic if you don't want <laughs> well, to. Well, <laughs> we, we can probably just finish the podcast now. <laughs> the, 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 it, co- it costs ten times the amount. Birdemic two costs ten times the amount. Birdemic one cost, which is still that's very low budget. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> still extremely low budget. Um, but yeah, so uh, thanks to everyone for listening once again to the Red Dwarf podcast. Um, we've got some another two special guests on next week. You'll never guess who they are um, for the finale. Uh, no, that's not the finale. It's the penultimate episode. No, it's the finale, it's finale isn't it? of series two. Yeah. 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 You can see yeah. why uh, we run a Red Dwarf podcast. You can have an end of series. You can have an end of series party. We'll have a re- you end can of have series a, you can party. Have a pay on taste to celebrate. Yes, <laughs> we'll, we'll have that ready for next time. Um, Daniela, where can people find out where to find you? Where, if, if they wanted to, what, like to, fu- to find me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make that information <laughs> yeah. available. I know you live quite near to here, but where where can they find you online? Uh, on find me online on Twitter. I'm at Daniela Vonell Phillips. Daniela Vonell Phillips, um, and on Instagram, Daniela. Daniela Monica Phillips. Yeah. Uh, Tom Dark, where can they find you and about you and stuff? I mean, I don't networks? know why anybody would want to, but it's it, it's Tom Dark on Twitter and Instagram and at Tom yeah. Dark. And I, Tom I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> and uh, Tom Stab. Uh, yeah, again, I'd like to echo Tom's sentiment. I don't know why <laughs> anyone would, but if you are so inclined, my uh, both my Twitter and Instagram handles are at Tom Stab with two Bs. And mine's just Jed Shepherd at Jed Shepherd. See, we all use our real names, um, and no, no confusion. Daniela's confused. Daniela's the yeah. most confused. Not only has she got about f- five different L's in weird places, but then for her Free Instagram, Three L's. <laughs> I think it's we've got we've obviously got clear brand identities. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. we're yeah, all about the brand. Exactly. <laughs> one L's, two L's, and uh, sticking your middle name in there throw people off. You just don't want people to find you. But those guys on redwolf.co.uk, they will find well, you. They found you. And also, I've never done a podcast or anything before. And as someone who works in social media for a living, this is going to be interesting <laughs> to see what it does for my social uh, <laughs> influence and followers. Those numbers might go down. Those numbers very much <laughs> might go down. So follow yes. these guys um, on Twitter. <laughs> um, and actually, if you follow all of us on Twitter, you can see like in jokes between ourselves stuff you don't see on our normal on the normal timeline. It's like God. bonus content. Really, yeah. do sign up, guys, because that is. Nothing but gold. <laughs> but don't follow me on the streets, please. It's, yeah, I think that's taking it too far. Because yeah. I tell them when we record these things, they can they can find the address for Postpop on postpoprecords.com. That's okay if you want to send me. Actually, uh, is that somebody presents. at the door? Right? <laughs> 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 yeah, you did say it's your birthday in yeah, three weeks, isn't yeah. it? So yeah. three weeks. well, actually, when this goes out, yeah, it'll still be three weeks. So um, yeah, so thanks guys for listening. Uh, next week is Parallel Universe and it's going to be a great episode um, and I'm going to be tested and I'm going to reveal it right here and now the two Toms are back Yay. for the next oh episode oh my god the cat is out the bag yes <laughs> can, you, can you guys make it next week we should be able to I think, I'll, I'll check. I, I think so I'm, I'm available right. definitely so <laughs> it might just be me but, um. so yeah we'll see you next time guys. see you later snakeheads bye Listening to Snapchat, the Red Dwarf Podcast. Snapchat is a production of Ghost Pop, and you can check out the show notes and the poster at ghostpoppodcasts.com slash Snapchat. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. See you later, Snapchat.